Live from the Tech Talk Studios hey. in the nation's capital and the heartland of America. It's Tech Talk. Well, it's Friday, and it's time for your favorite podcast of the week. It's Tech Talk. I'm Brad Cost, my co-host, the Data Doc of Talk, Dr. Jay Greenstein. Jay. Brad. What's up, man? What's up, What's brother? Up, man? Good to see you. It, it hey. feels like it's been a lot longer than a week, man. I'm I'm kind of kind of missing this. Uh, you know, I I'm ready for it to when it rolls around too. I, I we have we've been having some great guests, and I I got to announce our last two guests had almost uh, one of them had over 800 listeners in that week. Wow. Yeah, the other one had upwards to 400. So. Our largest largest audience uh, for those guests that we've ever had before. It's growing every week, uh, and what's really interesting, we're getting some international listeners. So, I'm I'm pumped about that, man. We're talking about some great subject matter too. We are, we are. I, mean, I know we started talking about tech, which is great, and we love it. But the fact that we can expand our our guests and our topics of conversation that really have impact for the folks that you and I are with on a regular basis, the world of chiropractic, the world of healthcare professionals, you know, it tells me that we're delivering some great value and I'm super excited about it. Uh, absolutely, Jay, absolutely. And you know, it's funny, we've gone from being pretty much strictly tech to now we've had a couple of comedians on. Yes. We, we've had some, motiva- some top motivational speakers uh, you know, Fortune 500 kind of company motivational speakers that normally you'd pay ten grand to listen to, and we've we've really been rocking. You've been rocking it with us guests, and so uh, kudos to you on that. Well, it's a good. And team. today We're we've got, team. yeah, today we've got a great guest too. I've actually known this guest for some time. He was a good friend of mine, uh, doc, uh, not doctor. I don't know he's doctor, but Larry Bridges. Larry yeah. was the first person that really got me into aggregated data and uh, through the Oklahoma IPA group. And Larry and I were really good friends, but I know he and Scott uh, were very close friends, talk, uh, talk a lot. I, mean, I haven't talked to Larry in many, many, many years. Uh, but, but why don't you introduce Scott and let's get, let's get to talking about I this. I would be happy to. So Dr. Scott Monsterman is here visiting with us today. Thank you, Scott, for being here. He is the CEO of Best Practices Academy, which is an amazing compliance organization that helps chiropractors stay on the straight and narrow. Uh, And he also, I don't know exactly what your title is for Cairo Armor, but I know that you're involved in that organization as well, affiliated with great people like Ray Foxworth and Christy Cook Hudson and Aaron Reynolds, Um, just a great group of people. We love them. And um, you are also my compliance expert. You do regular audits on our practice. You do a great job. You help our doctors, again, stay on the straight and narrow, understand what the documentation and coding requirements are, um, and really help them be the best that they can possibly be at documentation and coding. So I want to thank you for doing a great job with my team internally, Scott. You're always there to answer every and any question that we have, and uh, you've done a great job with us, and I'm so happy that you're here today. So you can share some of that amazing knowledge with the rest of the audience. Yeah, well, well, thanks for having me, Brad and uh, Dr. J. And, and after listening to the, the whole host of uh, rock stars that you've had up to this point, you've got kind of a low week here right now <laughs> talking to Scott Munster about whatever. Oh, no. We're so happy to have you, Scott. <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, so Scott, let's get right into it. Like, um, maybe you could just tell the audience, and, and pretty much everybody knows you, but just in case there's a few folks out there that are not familiar with you, just you know, share a little bit about your background and how you became a chiropractor and how you got into creating these great organizations around compliance. Yeah. Well, you know, I think my story is pretty similar to to a lot of doctor stories. Uh, I was wrestling. I was a junior in high school and in a tournament and. I was able to finish the tournament in good shape and all that, but I, I hurt my hip. Where did I go? My mom sent me to a chiropractor, fixed me up in two adjustments. I thought, wow, that was really cool. And kind of went on like, you know, God, maybe I'll be a chiropractor wow. someday. <laughs> and then lo and behold, sure enough, yep, that's what, what occurred and uh, started a practice in, in uh, Brookings, South Dakota. And this was back in 1985. I graduated from Northwestern in 84. Uh, so I'm kind of an old, old duff, uh, but just have had a great time in the profession, uh, grew a practice to six DCs and, and a few massage therapists. And, and we practiced in a surgery center that we built with a couple of pain management anesthesiologists. And so we uh, were doing a lot of really cool things. And my brother had taken over the practice when I left it. Uh, then I got into uh, uh, local politics, if you will. And, and after uh, spending time in the South Dakota Chiropractors Association, kind of worked up through the ranks, and and we did a lot of key things there uh, when I was president and and all that, and then started uh, local politics. City council uh, was a two-term mayor in the city of Brookings, and wow. and then uh, I went on to serve in the legislature for a few years and chaired the Health and Human Services Committee and and Legislative Planning Committee and sat on state affairs, and I was in leadership in the Republican Party and. Um, and so a lot of what I've done, there's just a lot of experiences I've just had in life that I've thoroughly enjoyed. And, and I've always enjoyed uh, trying to figure out how to make systems work in, in business and in practice. And, and that's really what brought us about to, to start Best Practices Academy back in 2011. Um, and that's the Affordable Care Act came out in 2010. Uh, and it kind of laid out that there's going to be some major transformational changes that are, are going to occur and all that, which they have. And so it's all about how can we help uh, docs run better clinical businesses? You know, at the end of the day, that's really what it's about. And compliance becomes a big part of that. And so my involvement in compliance over the years, uh, Dr. Foxworth, you mentioned Ray, a great friend of mine. Uh, he was actually a client of mine, a compliance client with his clinics. And after a while, he's like, Scott, dang, we, we need to do more in this area. And so we developed uh, Cairo Armor, you know, and, and so with he and, and my good friend, Dr. Steve Conway, who's well known in the compliance industry and healthcare attorney out of Wisconsin and, and uh, uh, two generation DC and, and all that. And so, yeah, just kind of doing what I want to do. And, and I enjoy clients like UJ. You know, and, and we've got clients all over the United States and we help them with compliance programs, any aspect that they feel that they need help in, uh, we're there to, to do what we can yeah, to, to serve. I mean, you have a comprehensive suite of services that you offer your clients and they can, you know, they can take the whole thing and they can do a la carte. Um, again, you've been incredibly helpful for us and with us when it comes to auditing our doctors and it really 
it, it, it not only keeps them on their toes, but I think it also helps them want to be really good at documentation. They're like proud right. when they get a good grade from you and they're pissed when they have a defect and they work hard. They, they are. And they work really hard to try and do better. So you just instill a lot of um, a lot of support. Uh, a lot of confidence and also a lot of great information so that they can be the best possible documenters and coders they can be. So I can't say enough good things about it. You know, I've got lots of friends in the space. You know, I love Evan William. He's fantastic. Um, you know, we speak, you know, we've spoken on stage together with Brad and I many, many times. Um, but there's like a few of you that are just like complete rock stars. You know, Kathy Mills Chang, she's great, love her. Just a lot of really good people in the space. Um, but you know, for us, you've just been a godsend. So, so thank you. Oh, well, thank you for all, all of that. And, and I, I mean, I, I enjoy working with docs, you know, because 99.9% .9 of our colleagues want to do the right thing. Um, they may whine a little bit <laughs> about needing to do this or needing to do that. And, but they understand why, and they want to do the right thing and they take great care of patients just like your docs do. So I, I just feel, uh, really privileged to be able to just support that effort, you know, that's going on in our, in our profession. Hey, Scott, I'm going to take you back 10 years ago. Okay. When, when you probably first started doing audits and audits probably were pretty unusual back at that point in time and then come to, to full circle today, what percentage of Kairos do you think today are being proactive like Jay is and, and having audits done on their practice compared to those that don't. I'd still think it's a pretty small percentage today, but I think you probably have more and more docs accepting it. I'm, I hear it more. We, we see it talked at at conventions and conferences, but what do you, what is, I know I'm asking you to guess too, but what do you think that percentage is from 10 years ago to, to today? Probably single yeah. digits, Brad probably single digits. And it's, you know, one of the things, and I love my profession, just like you guys do. I mean, I just, I love it. Uh, it does amazing things. I mean, I've just seen amazing things in my practice, in the practices of my colleagues over the last 40 years. I mean, uh, but one of the things that I, that I, I guess maybe I have a heart for to hopefully change before I'm all done at the end of the day is just to help our docs run a good solid clinical business at the end and that includes taking ownership and responsibility and doing things the right way and and being aware of it you know i think what we lack in our profession is is just an awareness of of the things that they need to know they just don't know what they don't know <laughs> you know many times and um and so there's just things like that that i think have gotten us a little bit behind the eight ball when it comes down to things like compliance or how to really run a business well, especially in a, a, a challenging healthcare environment that you know we're limited in what we can charge through contracts with payers or whatever the case may be, you know, there's like a ceiling and you gotta figure out how to run a business. There aren't any other businesses out there that I'm aware of that have a ceiling on what they can uh, you know, bill for services basically. Uh, and so it ends up being uh, one of those things where we're in a challenging environment. Well, you know, I, I agree with you 100%, and I, I would guess it would have been in single digits also. But with technology and big data that is coming into play today, it is more important than ever, wouldn't you agree, that docs 
stay compliant, that there is a system out there looking at how they how they file those claims, how they're organizing their systems, are they staying compliant? Uh, can you talk to that just a little bit as as we're moving into the next two or three years of technology and how systems are going to be watching for those kind of things? Oh, and gosh, Brad, Brad um, the systems have been watching us for quite some time <laughs> already. Uh, we leave a data trail and uh, many docs just recently have gotten uh, a report from Medicare that shows where they're at compared to other docs. Uh, and, and if you haven't gotten one already, you will, you will see that um, coming forward. And so that's a great example of how uh, data follows us and we uh, get benchmarked and, and where are we at compared to others and all of that. And that just simply leads to the question, are, you know, are the right things being done in the practice if we're seeing numbers skewed one way or the other? Uh, and so I've seen over the last probably year and a half uh, for instance, more scrutiny in the area of, of the uh, 98941 code used for chiropractic, three to four level, and that many times that's not documented as well as it should be to support that procedure, unfortunately. And so docs are taking a hit on that, uh, as well as uh, uh, therapeutic exercise codes and some of those types of codes. And so we, you know, to your point, Brad, their data is there, and now they're beginning to follow up with some of that, and they're asking, "Okay, we're seeing this. You know, is it true?" They do an audit, and then that's when they find out one way or the other, you know, if it if it holds up to to what it needs to. Jay and I have done a lot of Jay and I have done a lot of data dive into codes, um, especially Jay's area up in uh, the Northeast uh, United States, where we're looking at how doctors code. We're looking at how the payers are using that code and in many cases using it against the docs because they're not doing a very good job of documentation on it or using the wrong codes. Uh, that's one of the things that at my companies that we're trying to do it with new dashboards, new analytics is help the doctor see before that becomes a huge problem. Where are you making mistakes and comparing them not only in their practice, but to what other uh, clinicians are doing in the state and nationwide and drill it down to the payers so that they can get some sense of what's happening before the crap hits the fan. And, uh, and they have to call in somebody like you in a crisis mode instead of a, uh, you know, a monthly, quarterly right. kind of mode like they should be doing. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, and that's awesome, Brad, that you're ahead of the curve on that and being able to provide, you know, data like that to the providers. And, you know, it's on them then right. again, to take responsibility and as assimilate the information, understand it, be aware, and then do something about it. And so, uh, but I think number one, just having that access uh, yeah, is I mean, huge. What Brad has done for our profession, we could literally sit here and talk for hours about, but we're about to roll out dashboards that Brad's company created uh, for all the state associations, the state leadership through the Future of Chiropractic Strategic Plan Task Force. And in addition to that, um, all of his clients at Infinity will be able to see their insights, their data, just like the insurance companies see it. Um, now yeah, Brad's clients will be able to see it so that they can see how they compare at a state and national level. And I will say this, um, own your own data 
is really owning our own future. And the fact of the matter is that the insurance companies use their big data and their analytics against us. I mean, it's one thing to build service and show medical necessity because it's clinically relevant, valuable, and then you document it appropriately. It's another thing when an insurance company lies to you and says, oh, you're billing out too many of these codes and you're, and you're, and your colleagues are not billing out this code. And then Brad and I look at the data and we're like, oh no, fuck you insurance company. You actually are lying to all the people that you're sending these letters to because we're looking at statewide data and seeing a completely different story. And now we can share that with the doctors because of infinity, because of Brad's analytics capability. So, you know, and then we've all dealt with, you know, the third party administrators of the world that you get a regression to the mean, everybody needs to be done in six visits, like all of that nonsense has to go away. And through the power of us owning our own data and through infinity, we're, we're able to see that information. So I know we got to take a break. I could literally talk here about this forever and all the work that Brad Absolutely. has done for us, but we'll come back. Yeah, we'll be back. You're listening to Tech Talk. I'm Brad Cost, my co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein, the data doc talk, our guest, Dr. Scott Musterman. Thank you very much. We'll be right back. Hang on. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dave Klein, co-founder and director of business development for PayDC, the chiropractic industry's leading developer of cloud-based integrated practice management software. PayDC is fast, easy, and affordable to use. PayDC will significantly help you improve your practice in three main areas. Number one, it will help you reduce the amount of time needed for training. Number two, it will help you increase your revenues, both from insurance companies and your patients. And number three, the system is based on federal law, improving the quality of your documentation and helping you tell a better story of how you care for your patients. This episode is sponsored by Infinity. In the modern age of electronic data interchange, Infinity is committed to helping clinicians get paid fast so that they can spend less time tracking claims and more times with patient. As a pro advocate for the healthcare industry, we create tools that make sense for electronic claim processing and business analytics. Couple that with superior support team and we strive to ensure that your business is performing at its best. Infinity committed to the future of claim processing. Down, down, down. Let's slow it down. With the hot data jocks of talk. Ooh. It's Tech Talk. Well, welcome back. It's Tech Talk. We've been talking with our friend, Dr. Scott Musterman today. Uh, Scott is involved in many different aspects of chiropractic, been around for a very, very long time. But Scott, one of the things that's coming up that I'd like for you to talk about a little bit, if you wouldn't mind, is the No Surprise Act that's that's creeping its way to the surface here. Could you explain to our audience, just like they don't even know what it is, could you explain it at its basic core and what clinicians need to look for uh, involving this uh, this act? Yeah, well, thanks, Brad. And essentially how it all came about, Sally goes to the emergency room because she's got an, a, an urgent situation going on and uh, gets checked in, gets taken care of, goes home a month later. She gets a bill from Dr. So-and-so she'd never heard of before, and she owes $25,000. 
surprise, right? And so what this legislation really was meant to do, and, and I believe will do intentionally, is eliminate those types of surprise bills where there's a non-participating provider in a participating healthcare facility that sees you, but not in your plan and you didn't know it and all that. And so they wrote, wrote a law basically that will protect people from that type of a scenario. However, <laughs> now you always wait for the however, right? However, they went a bit further than that and they also included uh, uninsured patients and those who are under self-pay, that they also need to be uh, given what's called a good faith estimate of what their charges will be. Um, and so this gets into two different parts. And typically, part one, very quickly, is only going to involve docs that are working inside of a healthcare facility as defined by the rules, by HHS, which is essentially a hospital, ambulatory surgery center, that type of thing, not a, not a chiropractic office, all right? But part two ropes us in. Um, so this all began January 1st of this year that we needed to comply to the No Surprise Act, and in particular, that part two rules. Now, what does that mean? Well, basically, uh, many offices are already doing what I'm about to tell you, all right? but the only thing that they're not doing is having it written down and signed by the patient. So the first thing I want everybody to understand, take a deep breath, relax a little bit, um, learn about what you need to do to make sure that you've got your consent form that we're gonna speak to in just a minute, um, but just uh, kind of tone it down and re realize that many of these conversations you're already having with the patient, letting them know how much stuff is gonna cost, right? Um, and so keep that in mind. Well, the, the patients that we need to talk to about that would be people who are uninsured. I mean, don't have any insurance. They're paying the full boatload, whatever it's gonna cost, your treatment plan. They need to know what the total price will be or cost will be for that whole treatment plan. 20 visits, X amount per visit, these services, there you go. And then you have that on a form and they sign it and then you move on. Um, it also includes people that may have health insurance, okay, but maybe there's something that isn't covered in your office that you're providing them, a non-covered service. Uh, and so if there's a non-covered non service and they have insurance, then you have to identify what that is, let them know and say, you're gonna need 10 of these, it's gonna cost X, and they sign the form, okay? The third scenario, all right, is if they have insurance, but they decide not to file a claim uh, like, for instance, with Medicare, maintenance therapy. They may choose to uh, use their Cairo Health USA discount medical plan, you know, instead, and they'll check option two in the ABN form saying, I don't want you to send a bill to Medicare, all right? Well, then we need to give them a good faith estimate of what the total cost would be in that situation as well. So, uninsured, they're paying everything, those that have non-covered services, we have to let them know what that total cost would be. And then if they don't file a claim, we have to let them know, you know what those costs would be. And that kind of boils it all right down to that um, mechanism and make sure you have the forms you know, uh, to be able to do that, have them sign off, and then, then you're okay. But again, relax, you're doing 90% of this, 
but make sure you complete the project <laughs> by complying to the law by having that consent form signed and notices where they need to be on your website and in your office. And there's a few details around that, but it is not uh, not a heavy lift. Scott, does this carry across all specialties or just chiropractic? All specialties, yeah. yep. We're not That's singled great. out. It's all, all providers and all facilities, all healthcare you know, facilities. The last couple of years, we've been modeling uh, hospitals, uh, ambulatory systems, uh, and it's shocking. <laughs> I, I mean, I was shocked of the amount of money that is spent in, you know, testing. You go into the hospital and there, in most facilities, there's this whole series of things that just automatically occur. You know, hey, they're going to get a scan, they're going to get x-rays, they're going to get lab tests, they're going to get it's just bang, 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 bang. And, and it's crazy uh, the total dollar amount of somebody that's in the hospital uh, for a week. I mean, crazy kind of cost. And I can see where this is. This helps control that across all specialties, and I'm glad to hear that. Jay, do you see? I mean, I would think all chiros, all PTs, that, I mean, that's part of the good care package, is it not? I mean, in a care plan is letting the patient know what to expect on, on appointment day one. Isn't that right? Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's some nuances to this new act. You know, I think the vast majority of chiros out there and probably out, you know, the, the private practice PTs are giving patients financials. This is what your benefit is. This is your deductible. This is what your copay is. This is how many visits you're allowed per year. But getting to a point where the non-cover services and figuring out what the total treatment cost is going to be, um, I, th I think that's a little different. I think it takes it to a different step um, and requires the, the chiros to put up maybe a little bit more thought into like, okay, this is the total treatment plan. This is what the out-of-pocket cost is going to be for you as it relates to these non-covered services or if they're self-pay and using, let's say, CHUSA, you know, this is what your total cost is going to be. Um, we might tell them a predicted number of visits based on the most recent clinical practice guidelines. We do that. We give them frequency and duration estimates uh, based on you know the clinician experience and obviously the values of the patient and the and what the clinical practice guidelines say. But I don't know that we've ever totaled it up for them. And I think that's going to be a small change for us. Like, okay, this is going to be your total out-of-pocket cost based on these factors. You know, that'd be a great place for an app that is <laughs> patient-centric to have a financial tab on it, Jay, that sort of is a, the transparency um, that could be calculated using technology. I, I would think that would be a really transparent way to do that. It's in the product roadmap, my friend. It's in the product roadmap. <laughs> it's coming soon. It's coming soon. I just had to throw that out there just <laughs> throw to me a bone, into yeah. that a little bit. <laughs> So Scott, uh, what what other aspects do you think our listeners, mainly being chiropractors, what what are the really important drill down on the top three points that the chiros need to do if they're not doing today? That just from the experience of this happening with you and your clients, what are the top three things you want those clinicians to know about this NOSA project? Uh, number one, identifying the patient you know, the, the scenario, just like we talked about uninsured, non-covered services, you know, uh, uh, not filing a claim. Um, so that's one key thing. Secondly, to Jay's point, you know, figure out how you're going to build this into your dialogue with the patient. And, and when you develop that treatment plan for the patient and you know what their insurance provider is or isn't, right, 
uh, that it's going to be something that you put on the form and then you're going to have somebody or yourself discuss it with the patient that, you know, here, this is what the cost will be. I need to provide this to you um, and to deliver that, you know, and just and not be embarrassed by that. I mean, the fact is, is that we have such a high value in our profession with what we do. I mean, it's amazing. It is amazing. Uh, and you go to any other healthcare provider and, and the costs are, to your point, Brad, 10 times as much. And maybe there's, I mean, there's value there. I'm not going to say there's not, okay? Sure. But chiropractic providers have, and physicians have yep. huge value. So do not be embarrassed about, or ashamed or whatever about telling a patient, this is what it will cost. And then they can go ahead and say, if they need to payment plans or, you know, help them with their financial navigation so that they can get the care they need because you're there to deliver deliver great care. And, you know, and the other thing that I talk to docs about um, is having clinical integrity. And what I mean by that is that if a patient needs 25 visits and, and you know that based on your experience and based on the evidence and based on the patient preference, that's evidence-informed care process, then give it to them, tell them they need it. You know, I mean, let them know and then let their progress and recovery unfold as you work hard to help them recover. Uh, but, but don't shy away from telling people and giving them what they need. And yes, you have a high value service. So I think that's, that's a message that our docs, they need to hear and they need to look in the mirror <laughs> and they do, they need to tell themselves that, you know, that they have that value. Um, I get a little touched on that because it is such yeah, a big, <clears throat> a big piece to yeah. our profession. It's it great. just yeah, is. I'll tell you what, there are too many docs out there and typically it'll happen with the younger docs and as, as docs become more experienced and seasoned, they're more comfortable saying like, this is the care that you need. But at the end of the day, like you've got to tell the patient exactly what they need based on those three factors. And when you do that, like let the chips fall where they may. I mean, you can talk to the patient about, like you said, you know, um, financing it or payment plans or whatever, but you want to be able to give them the, the treatment plan that is going to be most effective in handling their condition. And nobody should feel bad about that or be concerned about, oh my God, what are they going to think about me if I say you need X number of visits? If that's your clinical judgment, tell them. It's your responsibility to tell them. So. And, and, and Jay, I mean, to be, if we're going to be upfront and honest here, there's been some outlier docs that have abused that uh, and abused patients, no and and that's why and that's why we're in the situation that you guys are in today is is that abuse and that drives a lot of issues that are being corrected today is you've got these outliers yep. and it that's the honest sense and it's you know it's it's a time for a come to Jesus meeting about correcting those things and 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 hold your 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 uh, associates responsible so I guess we want to be a part of of the common healthcare cycle that occurs in a patient's and as Scott's saying, we are the most cost effective services that are out there for the things that we treat for. 100%. Guys, docs, we gotta take another break again. Uh, time goes by really quick. You're listening to Tech Talk. We've gotta be your favorite podcast <laughs> of the week. Come on back. 
Hey everybody, this is Dr. Jay Greenstein. This is Jay Greenstein. With me today is Dr. Jay Greenstein. Dr. Jay Greenstein. The world around us and healthcare specifically is changing at an exponential pace. Chiropractic is perfectly positioned like we have never been right now today to be more successful and to be more impactful for the communities and patients that we serve. There are all sorts of evidence-based guidelines that, that support the use of non-pharmacological approaches. But what I want America to know is that health doesn't come from a pill. It's our responsibility as healthcare providers to educate the community about the evidence that exists. We we really need to have a private practice app, something that will help us engage with our patients in ways that they've never experienced before. The intersection of technology and quality care is where the future of healthcare is at, and I'm really excited to bring that forward in the future. As a Cairo Health USA provider, we're excited to work with you to identify which of your discounts are good, bad, or illegal. Most chiropractors bend over backwards to make their care affordable. Unfortunately, dual fee schedules, false claims, inducement violations, and time of service discounts can all put you at risk. And no offense, everybody's doing it doesn't work with auditors. At Cairo Health USA, we're here to help protect and grow your practice. Just listen to our provider stats. 20% overall practice growth versus 2019. Over 50% of CHUSA patients renew their membership year after year. Over 2,500 patients per month use our provider search directory to find a CHUSA provider. At Cairo Health USA, our purpose is simple. It's to improve the quality of life for our doctors, their teams, and their patients. With over 5,000 providers and nearly a million patients, Cairo Health USA is the network that works for chiropractic. For more information, call 888-719-9990 or visit www.chirohealthusa.com. Listen to the future of healthcare with the data jocks of talk. It's Tech Talk. What's up, everybody? It is Dr. Jay Greenstein here, and I am here with two very good friends, Mr. Brad Cost and Dr. Scott Munsterman, here on Tech Talk. Scott, and this has been a super educational uh, podcast for us. You know what's great about you is I'm listening. I'm like, you make it so easy. You make it. You make complex crap easy to understand. So thank you for that. Um, I know we're we're kind of running out of time, but I really want to know, like, first and foremost, what are you most excited about for 2022? What am I yeah. the most excited about? You know, I just I pretty much just live one day at a time. Yeah. I and I and I do I do. Um, so I'm just excited to get up in the morning and do things, do something that All I right. just love to do. I love it. And that's the way I've always it. lived my life. <laughs> so it's not any different. I didn't like do anything new here. Uh, but yeah, no family, just uh, looking forward to just spending one day at a time and, and whatever, you know, good life, the good Lord gives me, that's, I love I'm it. I love grateful. It. That, that is the definition of being ultimately present. So good for you. Um, talk to us about where you're going to be. Are you speaking anywhere soon, giving any webinars? Tell us about how people can learn more from you and the great content that you deliver. Oh, well, uh, in February, I'll be, uh, I won't be speaking at okay, Parker, cool. but I'll be there. Yeah, and we'll have a booth there and all that, so great. I'll get to see docs and, and visit. Um, and then I will be at uh, Palmer's Homecoming speaking 
coming up here in three weeks, I think, uh, towards the end of February. I believe I'll be in Illinois. Um, and then there's a number of, of webinars that I've been asked to do, different state associations and uh, kind of here and there. So, and then I'll, I'll be actually, I believe in April in uh, South Dakota, nice. my home state where I'm from, they asked me to come back. And so that'll be uh, fun to see everybody there. So yeah, wherever, wherever it leads me, um, you know, before COVID it was like, I kept it to 15 weekends cause I just didn't want to, I'm not much of a traveler. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, and I think eventually it's going to begin to pick up again, and then I'll probably set a, a yearly limit of my travel just because I'm, yeah, just a whatever, stick in the mud, <laughs> I guess. Um, but, uh, but no, I just, you, uh, doing everything that I do during the day, um, I'm easy to get a hold of. Yeah, how can people uh, get a hold of you? Can you share so, your email you know, and your website and all that good stuff? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's Dr. M at Cairo. Uh, excuse me, Dr. M at CairoArmor.com. And uh, that brings, that's probably the shortest email address I can give you <laughs> that uh, you won't have to worry about remembering or just go to the CairoArmor.com website and you can reach me very easy there. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, just, just enjoying awesome. doing what I do. Awesome, Brad, uh, you're not gonna go to Parker, are you? I'm so upset. I am not going to Parker. Um... I've got so many. I'm like Scott. I'm trying to cut down. You know, I was doing 35 conferences a year. It's insane. And I'm trying to cut that down this year. Uh, I've got commitments at FCA. Which, speaking, Jay. Yes. We've got to throw. We've got to throw in here. We'll be at, we'll be teaching two classes at FCA Northwest FCA um, this year. Actually, this Friday. Yep. And uh, Friday, Saturday, and. Uh, if you're in that area, you're part of that, be sure to join Jay and I's class. We are, we're teaching two classes. Uh, one of my favorites is the ethics class. Oh, yeah. Where we really talk about technology, the ethical aspects of technology. And I love the last one that we did. We incredible. really got people uh, going and they were passionate. Uh, they got angry at certain points <laughs> in times trying to convince the other side of the room that, hey, there are some things that upset me about technology and how it's disclosed. And I hope to lead another great uh, conversation in that aspect too. But our other class is just applying technology like this to your practice. How do you do that? We still get a lot of docs in the class that go, I, I don't even know how to do what you guys are talking about. And we're trying to help them just on your day-to-day -day practices. How can you incorporate technology, use this data, use analytics to help you understand? And um, so I'm excited about that. And uh, that's the FCA, our friends there, Northwest in Panama City, Florida. Yeah, I can't wait. It's gonna be a good time. Now, before yeah. we hop Peace. off, we gotta talk football. Because we got the Super Bowl coming up, boys. we got to we got to make yeah, our predictions. Super Bowl. Okay, what's your what's your what's your prediction on the Super Bowl? Were you shocked about the teams that ended up in, in the final two? I was shocked. I was definitely shocked. I, I really was surprised I was about the Bengals, especially not so much yeah. the Rams. I mean, the Rams they got a ton of talent on that team, and I think McVay's a great coach. But the Bengals really shocked the shit out of me. I love Joe Burrow. Uh, but if I had to, you know, put money on it, I think the Rams are going to win. Do you? I do. They, you know, the Bengals played. I mean, they were sort of a comeback team. Yep. And played 
it shocked me. And as I was watching the end of that game, I thought, you know, Jay is not. Jay was would have lost money in this bet. <laughs> you know, the Rams. Good thing I, I don't just, <laughs> Yeah, me either. But the Rams. I don't know if that shocked me or not. But you know, I thought the 49ers played pretty good ball. They did. Uh, you know, it was sort of a uh, was sort of down to that last moment. It seemed like, and both both teams had great passion. Their fans are outstanding. The L.A. Ram fans were just out outrageously cool yeah so i think it'll be a great so, so who's your do you pick? think the rams are going to win i do i think the rams mm-hmm. are going to win who do you think's going to win yeah i I, th- I would think i'd have to agree with you on that scott you had an opinion on this i'm usually the kind of guy that will root for the underdog yeah. so, so, but, do you think, so do you think the Bengals so, are going to win therefore are they the underdog well if i'm rooting for all them right. i think well, they're going to go win. i like it <laughs> Why would you not be all hey, in? Listen, I love underdogs too. Coming from a guy I really that's do. all in. I'm all gonna the have time. a hard time watching this game. I'll flip flop back and forth. You know, just I just want to yeah. see a great game at this point. Yeah. That's yeah. a great way to end the season. I've been starting to watch a little college basketball. I'm not very pleased with what I'm seeing, but uh, you know, the teams are always out there in the front don't seem to be there this year. I mean, it just seems all crazy kind of college football and basketball. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see how that all winds up. Yep. Well, listen, Scott, thank you for spending the last 45 minutes with us. It has been a lot of fun. Very, very informative. Uh, we'll try to get your information out on our website where uh, our clients can see that and, and find a quick link to uh, connect with you. We'll also put the information out on uh, the Tech Talk uh, Facebook page so our listeners can get hold of you and use your services. Well, thank you. And I've, I've, been, I've really enjoyed this. Not that I – don't let that sound like I'm surprised. <laughs> He's surprised. Okay. He's definitely surprised. <laughs> I'm, like, really surprised I enjoyed Well, you know, we try to – that's why we don't – that's why we don't use the script. That's why we – you know, we want it to be organic. And almost every guest says the exact same thing. And some of our guests, like I said, are, you know, Fortune 500 speakers. <laughs> and they come away laughing and having a great time. And we want it to be not only educational, but we want it to be entertaining and a lot of fun. So we have a great time doing it. And um, I look forward to following up with you, seeing you at a conference this year and interacting some more. I've got some ideas I'd like to bounce off you of how we can incorporate big data into the audit scheme and compliance. And uh, I'd like to spend some one-on-one time with you when we can in the, in this coming year. Sounds like a date. All right, Jay. Yes, sir. I'll see you shortly, buddy. Sounds good. From, uh, and, and thank you for our sponsors out there also. We, uh, you know, I, I fail sometimes to tell them, but thank you for your support in doing this. We greatly appreciate yes, it. From my co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein, I'm Brad Cost. Have a good day. See y'all. Come on. And the Data Doc of Talk is Tech Talk.